and welcome to the Bikers Church Midrand Podcast. It's great to have you join us for this week's episode. We hope that you find this valuable for your daily life. So, if you've been with us the last couple of weeks, we are busy with a, with a series called Life Lessons for 2020. Now, it's a bit of a play on words because next year is 2020, but also how many of you have ever heard the saying, hindsight is 2020? Now, what hindsight is 2020 essentially means is you can easily tell what you should have done in the past because you have the ability to look back and see a fuller picture. However, you didn't have that privilege when you were making the decision originally. Now, I don't know about you, but I've, I've, I've needed a lot of hindsight in life. Uh, I've done some really stupid things in moments that made absolute sense at the time. But then hindsight brought me back to realize that um, probably wasn't the best idea to start with. I'm actually just seeing a face in the congregation right now, which reminds me of a story where hindsight was quite a factor. We were at a friend's birthday party and there was this pool right in the visiting space and um, a couple of guys thought it would be an awesome idea to climb to the top balcony and then jump off into the water. And it was, it was a great idea. I thought it was fantastic. And as they landed in the water, all the water left the pool and flooded the entire visiting area and um, almost drowned all of us. But, um, but in the moment, it was a great idea. Hindsight, we realized we were running around picking up handbags and all these things, and I've probably just got him in another world of trouble all over again. So, Gary, I do apologize for that. Um, but what we're really talking about is the fact that we need to reevaluate the past. We need to take our past into account, look at our past, reevaluate our past to set ourselves up for a better future. Does that make sense? So that's really what this series is all about. Because here's what we believe. We believe that if we harness our past experiences, if we take our past experiences into account, harness them and learn from them, they can help us plot out and plan a better future. Now here's the truth. I personally believe that the moment that I invite Jesus into that process as well. The moment that I invite him into reevaluating my past, that he comes alongside me and, and puts my plans on like turbo boost. That, that he comes and, 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 and shows me a future that I could have never dreamt of. All because I've allowed him into my past and allowed him to, to take the compost of my past and use it for growth for my future. So, life lessons for 2020. Our life lesson for today is essentially three words. It's forget, press, and think. Forget, press, and think. And I'm going to get to all of them, but, but I'd like to deal with them individually. And these are really just 
Three words to help us reevaluate the past, to help us reevaluate 2019, 2018, 2017. I don't know how far back you need to go to, to reevaluate things, but, but these are just three words to help us reevaluate the past and help us get set up for this year to come and the future beyond that. So the first one being forget. Where do we get this word forget from? You'll know if you've been with us the last couple of uh, months, we've, we, we delved into the life of Paul a bit and just the different letters that he wrote to the church, uh, the first century church. And one of these letters was in the book of Philippians. We, we, we have it captured in the book of Philippians today in the New Testament. And I actually think it's such an honor, it's such a privilege for us to be able to have these ancient documents that still speaks such truth into our lives today. Because when, when God first put it into the, man of my, the mind of man to, to write down, that he actually meant what he said. And in one of these letters, uh, specifically to the church in Philippi, in Philippians 3 verse, verse 13, Paul says this. He says, no, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. What has he not achieved? Perfection, no. He's not achieved becoming exactly what God has desired for him to be. He's not become the full version of the, of the accurate representation of Jesus here on earth. So he's saying, hey, I haven't made the mark yet. I'm praying I do and that, I'll, that, that, that one day when I stand before my king, I, I, I get to hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So, so here he's saying, no, I've, I've not achieved it. And then he says this, but I focus on this one thing. So what Paul's saying is, in order for me to get there, in order for me to, to become more and more like Jesus, I do this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. As I read this, I, I, I can't help but just see Paul's intent behind these words. That, that in order for us to look forward, we first need to deal with the past. In order for us to really move forward, we need to deal with the past. You see, it's one thing forgetting the past, not having dealt with it. What's the truth? It'll keep coming back, won't it? It'll keep creeping back. I don't know if you've ever had something happen in the past and you figured you dealt with it or, or you figured you'd rather not deal with it. You just sweep it under the proverbial carpet and move on and it'll never come back. It's like immigrating for the wrong reasons, for the wrong reasons, okay? You know what I'm talking about? Whatever trouble we run from will find us, isn't that? If I'm, folks, if I'm fearful in this nation, <laughs> I'll be fearful in whatever nation I travel to. There'll just be a new fear. I need to deal with my past. I need to deal with my past in order to move forward. So what are these things from the past that we need to deal with and, and, and ultimately move to a point where we forget the past? I believe it's three things. I can speak for my own life. Sin, mistakes, and hurt. Sin, mistakes, and hurt. 
When it comes to sin, we, we all know what, what sin's all about. We, we get to practice it quite often, much to our own disgust. But it happens, and we need to deal with it. Sin is essentially, if we, we break down what is sin, sin really just means to miss the mark. If you go and look at the original language, it just means to miss the mark, to err, to, to go wrong, to go astray, to trespass. Now, when I miss the mark or sin, the worst thing I could possibly do is leave that unattended. Because it's like, it's like when I was at school, um, my mom would pack me lunch and she'd put it in my school bag. And then I'd eat my samis, but I wouldn't eat my banana. And then I wouldn't take my banana out the bag. I just leave it there. And I carry on with my day. And then the next day, I'd eat my sami. But somewhere underneath everything would be this banana. And I just wouldn't eat it. I'd actually forget that it's there. And as I just carry on, somewhere along the line, I'd get this big brown smooshy spot at the bottom of my bag. And it was this banana that had um, matured. And uh, cultivated some new friends along with it. And you know, it would have been so much easier to have just dealt with the banana. But now, now I've got to deal with this gunk at the bottom of my bag and all sorts of displeasure from my parents for A, not having my banana and B, making a thorough mess of my bag. But folks, isn't life like that? That, that is ultimately what the sin in our life is like. It's, it, it may even just be this, this, this thing that, that, that didn't seem so big so we figured, ah, I can just let it go. I can just, I can just move on. I don't have to deal with it. But ultimately, whatever we don't deal with will end up dealing with us. If, 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 if I'm not willing to deal with the sin in my life, it won't just stay that size. It won't just stay that pristine little banana in the bottom of my bag. The longer I leave it and the more I don't deal with it, what happens? Man, it just grows some friends. That's exactly what happens. So we need to deal with these issues of sin in our life so that we can move on and forget about our past. When it comes to mistakes, mistakes aren't intentional. Sin is intentional. Mistakes are accidental. Uh, I've sinned on purpose many times, and I've also made a lot of mistakes in life. Um, and for both of these moments, I thank God for His grace. I honestly do. You see, because you can't earn your way out of your sin and into his good graces. The only way that we step into that space is by accepting what Jesus did for us on the cross. That's it. There's nothing else. All I do is I acknowledge the fact that, man, I have this remarkable way of making an utter mess out of my own life. 
And Jesus has this incredible way of forgiving me, of clearing all that junk up. It's like the banana was never there. So I'm so reliant on his grace, even when it comes to my mistakes. You see, here's something that I do believe, is that every single one of us will make mistakes. And I want to say this to you. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. Don't beat yourself up about the mistakes that you've made. Just say sorry and move on. And, and mean it. That's kind of important. Say sorry and move on. Something that I, uh, that I believe with all my heart is that, that as I look at the life of Paul, Paul trusted in the grace of God. Paul trusted in the grace of God. In fact, he, he, he desperately desired and, 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 and recognized his need for the grace of God. In fact, he called himself the chief of sinners. It's like, man, if there was a ranking system, I'd be the winner. I'm the, the worst of sinners. That's me. But I thank God for his grace that comes and cleans this messed up life. Something that I believe we need to really grab a hold of today is that failure is a really good teacher. Can I repeat that? Failure is a really good teacher. But the second part is just as important. Don't stay there. Don't hang on to it. Failure might be a really good teacher, but leave it behind. The, se- the, 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 the second thing that we, need to, that we need to forget, or the, the third thing, sorry, that we need to forget is our past hurts. I don't even think I need to say much here. We should maybe just close our eyes and pray. Because we've all experienced hurt in our lives. These are things that are quite often out of our control. It it may be that someone did something to you that really hurt you. Or quite often, even worse, someone did something to someone that you love and it really hurt you. And, And for some reason... We like to hold on to these hurts. It's almost like the, the more I hold on to these hurts, the more I'm getting this person back. That, that's kind of the mindset that we, that we function in in this, in this space. And, and, and it's so far from the truth. Because you see, folks, when it comes to hurt and, and me holding on to hurt, there's an old saying, and I've said it here a million times, but... but Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It doesn't work. The only way that I can release that person from my life and stop giving them space in here rent-free is by letting it go, forgiving, forgetting, and moving on. So I wonder... Today, as we look at this, just this first step of forget in your life, what is God asking you to forget? What is God asking you to forget? 
The second word is press, and specifically press on. The very next verse um, in Philippians 4 verse, verse 14, Paul says this. He says, I press on. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. He's saying, hey man, we're, we're in this race of life and there's a lot that's going to be going on around us. There's going to be a lot that's distracting us next week. We're going to be speaking into some of those distractions. But, but regardless of what's going on around me, I recognize that God has, has, has got more in store for my life. He's, he's, he's purposed me for more. So I'm going to press on in every area of my life so that one day I can see that come through. Now, so often when it comes to this, to, to, to us addressing ourselves, and especially when I, when I say something like press on in every area of our lives, so often whether we're aware of it or not, we treat ourselves as one dimensional. Some of us, it, it's just like we, we focus on the physical. And we, I mean, we'll slaughter ourselves in the gym. As you can see, I, I, I have a real problem with that. That I'd never go. And um, <laughs> the truth be told, some of us will just focus on the one aspect and, and ignore every other aspect of our lives. So our lives end up falling apart in all sorts of aspects, but at least physically we, we're styling, we're doing well. Or it's the other way around where, where spiritually we, we, we really focus everything spiritually, but physically we're falling apart and now I'm preaching to myself. But you see, we, we, we are so much more than just one aspect within our human bodies. See, we are spirit, we are soul, and we are body. And we need to address all of these in order to really be effective for God. I believe that with all my heart. So when we press on, we need to press on in four areas. We need to press on physically. We need to press on emotionally, we need to press on intellectually, and we need to press on spiritually. When it comes to pressing on physically, like me, there may be some of you sitting here today who seriously needs to have a look at the, at the, 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 the stuff that you allow through your pie hole. Stuff that we allow ourselves to consume day in and day out. I know what my weakness is. No one has to tell me. No one has to tell you what your weakness is. I know, man, if it's chocolate or ice cream or milkshake. Did I mention chocolate? In fact, all three at the same time, I'm not going to fight you at all. You know what your weakness is, just as I know what my weakness is. Maybe, maybe for some of us, it means that, hey, we don't, we don't eat too bad, but for heaven's sakes, the, the, the most exercise we get in a day is, um, is our thumbs on the keyboard of our phones, on the screen of our phones, or, or the most exercise we get in a day is, you know, uh, this action, and then this action. Like, that's not exercise. You know, that's just called feeding yourself. Um, 
But for some of us, it, it may be that, that these are aspects that we seriously need to consider to become good stewards of this mortal body that God has given us to use for his glory while we're here on earth. Now that I've offended 90% of the congregation, let's move on. All right, the next area where we need to press on is, is emotionally. Emotionally. You know, how, how do we deal with the issues of life? We need to pay attention to these things. How do we deal in relationships? We need to be able to, to, to have a, a solid emotional foundation to function from. Intellectually, we need to push on. It may require starting to read something. You know, For some of us, it may just be start reading the Bible. Just start reading the Bible and, and start really falling in love with Jesus in that space and then allowing him to, to start changing the way we think. But you may need to uh, just pick up a book every once in a while. Um, I'm not an avid reader. I've never been an avid reader. But it's something that I've had to choose to do. Why? Because I have to stand up in front of you guys week in and week out and I recognize that when I get myself into content and scripture, man, God gets to do some pretty special stuff in all of our lives. But the truth be told, if you're not an avid reader, I want to challenge you with this. Why not find a book that would challenge you in some way? It'll speak into some area of your life and just read a page a day. Guess what? You're still lapping everyone holding a PlayStation controller. Makes sense. A page a day, I challenge you. Maybe, see, I cut certain things out of my life so that I could subscribe to Audible, so that I could get books that I listen to. Isn't technology just a fantastic thing? I absolutely love it. Why? I, it allows me to get content in when I'm struggling to actually get through the pages. But we need to, we need to push ourselves we need to, uh, when it comes to our intellect. Uh, what are you learning at the moment? What are you learning at the moment? What conversations are you stepping into where you allow people to challenge the way you think? to challenge your thought processes, your norms. You see, folks, so often we get so offended when someone says something that we don't agree with. But the truth be told, if we just took the time to sit down, listen, and have a conversation with that person, we may even find that amongst everything that was said, there might even just be something there to learn. And I think that it's so often our intolerance to, to people and their ideas that keep us so ignorant in this life. Before I step off of this one, I want to say this. Bible school lecturer of mine always used to say this. He used to say, Ramon, read books, study the Bible. If you are an avid reader, I want to encourage you with this. Read books, study the Bible. All right, spiritually. We need to press on spiritually. We need to press on when it comes to our worship. Coming together on a Sunday uh, um, as a congregation, as the body of Christ. Not at church. We are the church. 
but to come and get together and, and, and press through in worship. We need to come and, and press on when it comes to God's Word, really get stuck into His Word. We need to press on when it comes to, to work for God. You don't need to be a full-time employee at church, to, at some, some organization or, or, or building or whatever, to really work for God. I know some very, very significant stories of, of, of guys and ladies in this church who see their workplace as their ministry field. Now, don't for a minute think that they get up on their, t- on their desk every morning, tap on a glass, and kind of have a whole, here, 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 the gather for thou reading this morning, and read out of the King James, and people start throwing crayons and things at them. I don't know if you're allowed to use crayons at work. I think it's a good idea. Um, but that's not what we're talking about. What are we talking about? We're talking about living out our testimony on a daily basis. Because the other thing that we need to press through in is witness. You see, our work for God is our witness for God. As we witness to the folks around us, not by Bible bashing people, not by trying to, trying to shove our belief system down their throat. No, by living the Jesus inside of us. As I live the Jesus inside of me out in my community, that is where my real witness lies. Because you see, folks, old saying, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And that care will only be demonstrated through a heart after God. So often we, we will press through when it comes to physical or emotional or intellectual or spiritual, but then something happens and there's a bit of a break and then we just go, oh, oh well, I didn't get that right, let's move on. I want to say this, folks, if there's a break at any point, just own it and carry on. Don't allow it to, to derail you. Remember that small changes can lead to big results. And here's the most important part. Invite God into this conversation. When it comes to what you need to do physically, what you need to do intellectually, what you need to do emotionally, what you need to do spiritually, invite God into that conversation so that He can show you a healthy and a better way to live question for us today is where do, we, where do you need to press on? Where do you need to press on? Where do you need to press on physically? Where do you need to press on emotionally? Where do you need to press on intellectually? Where do you need to press on spiritually? And the last point this morning is think. This year I, I, I mentioned uh, a phrase where I just said, our expectations will determine our experience. Our expectation will determine our experience. Isn't that just so true? Even after we preached this, I just, it's like it be, I became so aware of it. Whenever my expectation is failure, guess what my result is? When, when, whenever, whenever uh, something happens, like, like how's this for an expectation? And don't over-spiritualize this now. Maybe I am. But uh, load shedding. Oh, did I just strike a nerve? 
Load shedding, it's suspended. You know that, hey? The load shedding suspended. What did you just think? Yeah, for now. I know. These O's are going to stuff it up again. We're not going to have power again. I'm going to have to make my toast on a pan over a little fire again. But that's it, isn't it? <laughs> Own it. Like, I have to. The moment, I, the moment my app said load shedding suspended, I'm like, yeah, for how long? So if I can own it, you can own it. What is our expectation, folks? What is our expectation? Because <laughs> we'll be met at our expectation. Our expectation will determine our experience. Paul says this, Paul, in Philippians 2 verse 5, he says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. What's he saying? Man, you've got to start thinking like Jesus. You've got to take on the thinking of Jesus. When we start taking on the thinking of Jesus, our expectations shift. Because then we stop seeing life through the filter of disappointment and heartbreak and hurt. And, and, and the government can't do this. And my boss is terrible at that. And my spouse really needs to learn how to. And all of these different filters that we've allowed the enemy of our souls to just kind of slide in there over a time period. And instead of allowing ourselves to be stuck in that space, we need to allow God to come and do a complete renewal on the top floor. <laughs> we need to start asking him, Lord, will you come and renew my mind? I don't want to get stuck in the, in the, in the patterns and the behavior of society around me. No, Lord, I believe you have something better for me, and I know that you want to start it in the way that I think. So will you come and, and, and start changing the way that I think. So how do I do this? How do I do this? And it's a scripture that we used a couple of weeks ago. But for me, it has become such a, a truth in my life. And it's just, again, Paul in Philippians 4 verse 8, he says this, he says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts. Starting to sound familiar. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable, and right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. I wonder, folks, is this our filter? Or does our filter look more like the stuff that we spoke about earlier? It's a massive challenge for me in my own life. I'm not standing here this morning from a point of having got this thing sussed. No, it's something that I have to take to God every day and just go, oh, Lord, please help me think on things that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Lord, help me think on things that are excellent and worthy of praise because you are worthy of praise and folks you know what it really starts coming down to is recognizing the goodness of God in our lives it's so easy to switch on the news it's so easy to to get into all the negativity around us and kind of just camp out there why because let's be honest it's easy 
It's easy. And, and it makes for great conversation. No one wants to be positive in a conversation. Like, let's get real. Every, folks gravitate towards, yes, brew. This country's going to hell in a handbasket. You know, ESCOM is doing its thing again. Thank God we go, don't have to rely on telecom anymore. Can't they just do that with ESCOM? Negativity attracts attention. It's a horrific thing to say, but it's the truth. So here's what I want to say. As believers of Jesus, as followers of Christ, doesn't it then make it even easier to stand out? When we allow him to start changing our thinking, when he allows us to, 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 to start, when, sorry, when we allow him to bring in the change that's so desperately needed in the area of our thinking, don't we become these, as, as the book of Matthew says, where Jesus said, you'll be as a city shining on a hill. Doesn't that start to resemble something that we would then look like? as followers of Christ, when there's all this negativity coming in and man in steps this big neon sign. goes, hey guys, how you doing? Man, it's a beautiful day. Like, are you the irritating guy at work? No, it's just everything's so great. And I'm not talking about unrealistically great. Like that does irritate me. Um, I'm talking about the reality of Christ in our lives being seen being evident, being lived out on a daily basis. Folks, this thing of thinking about things that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and worthy of praise, this should be the filter that filters our thought process day in and day out. So, worship teams, welcome and come back. Where does my filter need to change? Where does my filter need to change? I want to ask you this. Where does your filter need to change? Where does your filter need to change so that your expectation can change, so that your experience can change? Another question that we asked ourselves this morning is, What is God asking you to forget? What is God asking you to forget? Maybe there's some stuff you did in the past, and you did it intentionally, and you've kind of just shoved it under the carpet, hoping that the banana never frots. But it's frot, and it's still frotting. And God is saying to you this morning, my son, my daughter, I want you to deal with it so that you can forget it. The only way we can ever deal with the sin of our lives, folks, and we're not sugarcoating it this morning. The only way that we can deal with the sin in our lives is by surrendering these things to Jesus. It's by acknowledging that, hey, yes, I did that. It's about owning that moment, owning that action, owning that that thought process. Saying, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for this thing that I've been dragging behind me for so long. Forgive me.
or maybe right there in your seat right now you just need to do business with God say Lord I recognize that there's the sin there's 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 this thing that I've been dragging around with me for the longest time and I've, I've, I've been avoiding dealing with it Father God this morning I'm so sorry forgive me and the beauty of what happens in this moment is that the grace of God comes and covers all our sin in fact he says as far as the east is from the west that's how far he removes our sin from us maybe this morning the thing that you need to forget is hurt maybe there's some some hurt that you that you need to extend forgiveness in an area where you've hung on to unforgiveness you've hung on to this hurt for so long that it started to twist you up as a person it's actually physically started to to change your personality because you've allowed that that hatred and that hurt to dominate your life and this morning it's time to let it go it's time to let it go it's time to 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 no longer allow anyone or anything to live in your life debt free rent free but this morning to take hold of the moments and go Lord and as you're sitting there in your seat just do business with God Lord right now I choose to release and you just to yourself you just say that name you just say the name of whoever it is or whatever it is that you need to release Lord right now I release And Lord, I choose this morning to forgive. I choose to forgive because I recognize that you have forgiven me of far greater debts. I let it go. Maybe, maybe this morning you, you fall more in this space of where do you need to press on? These are just practical decisions that we need to make for our own lives. Where do you need to press on? Where do you need to press on physically? Maybe you need to stop eating a certain something and start eating a certain something other. Or maybe just start walking. Maybe that walk turns into a jog. But physically just taking ownership and and pressing on emotionally pressing on intellectually pressing on spiritually pressing on and this morning just for yourself between you and God make a commitment that hey there are areas in my life that are out of balance when it comes to this stuff and I want to be a good steward of what God has placed in my hands holistically and I choose to change these areas. And then I want to challenge you with this. Go and find someone that you can be accountable to. That's maybe strong in, one, in, the, in the area where you're weak. Just go, hey, 
I've made a commitment to do this and I need to be accountable. Will you hold me to account? And then the last one this morning, where does my filter need to change? Where does my filter need to change? Where do, where, where do you need to start changing your expectation? Because up until now, your experience speaks very clearly of the expectation that you've had up until now. This morning to just say, Lord, I want to change this filter so bad. I, I want to I see you in my expectation. I want my expectations to speak of the goodness of a God that loves me of a God who gave his best for me. Lord, I want to shift my expectation. And if that's you this morning, then I really urge you to make Philippians 2.5 your prayer. Just say, Lord, I pray that I can take on the thinking of Christ Jesus. Lord, I, I, I want to look and sound more and more and more like Jesus every day. And I recognize that that starts in my thinking. Romans 12, 2, don't be conformed to the, 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 the patterns and the behaviors of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Lord Jesus, Will you come and do a renewing of my mind, Lord? That I can start to be the witness that you have called me to be. Father God, as folks have just done business with you this morning, Lord, Lord, I thank you for what you are doing in our lives, Lord, continuously. I thank you for who you are in our lives, Lord. Father God, as we've just spoken through forget, press, and think. Lord, that as we, as these words come up during the week, Lord, as we've possibly made certain commitments here this morning, Father, Lord, that ultimately we can always come back to you. Lord, that as David encouraged himself in the Lord, that we can come back to you and encourage ourselves in you, Lord. Father God, that you start to change us more and more into the likeness of your son Jesus we commit these lives to you in Jesus name amen amen we trust that you found this message valuable for more information on who we are or how you can get involved please check out our website at bikerschurchmidrand.co.za or connect with us through social media on Facebook or Instagram. Beyond that, have a great day.